welcome back to another episode of Laser Graves. I am your co-host, E.K. Wimmer. Hey, E.K. Wimmer. I'm Mariah Rose Wimmer. You got a smile on your face. I think it's probably the same reason why I have a smile on my face. <laughs> <laughs> and that's because this week we are talking about uh, a Laser Graves. I'll, I'm going to just be straight up, up front. Laser Graves approved, 100%, dance or die. <laughs> so put a bow on it go watch it bye That's it. yeah you come back to us after you've watched it <laughs> no we'll get to it 1987 this is oof, wow uh We'll get to it. Let's let's save it for a little bit. <laughs> you know what? We just got to get the stuff out of the way so we can talk about this. Oh, film. you're that ready? I'm definitely that ready. Oh, you have any thrift store finds? Yeah, a buttload. Really? Yeah. Oh well. Okay, show off a little. Okay, I got a chair on Amazon Marketplace. That's not a thrift store. No, find. not Amazon. Excuse me, Facebook Marketplace. Still not a thrift store find. It's secondhand, and you've let me do secondhand before, so shoot. Okay, I'm gonna take you down a little, little bit, little notch down. I'm just getting going. Okay, cool. Um, my friend Darla gifted me with a stained glass window pane of cacti. Okay, that'll go with the banana and orange stained glass window you had already. I've got a situation happening. Yeah, it's definitely happening. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got a... Oh! I got a cowboy hat that is like a, a key hanger. So it, it was just like a wooden cowboy hat with pegs for hanging keys on. But I... Uh, oh, also it had like a faux leather strap around it with like that silver westerny thing mm -hmm. i don't know i'll i'll put a picture on but um i got that i painted it bright blue yes and now it's cool so mm -hmm. we're gonna hang it i i said it now looks like something that would hang in peewee's playhouse yeah it definitely does that's kind of the vibe i'm going for with my life <laughs> okay cool that's but a like, good vibe to have like peewee's playhouse but also a little bit goth and a little bit hippie yeah. um additionally and furthermore i got some cool shirts. Okay. A new wallet. Mm hmm And a full-fledged, like, I'm going to go do-si-do -si -do skirt. Wow, you really went all out. Yeah. You're making up for the last couple, like, down weeks. Yes. You I got feel... another globe, too. Oh, yeah. I got a black globe. Yeah. There was one, like, section of our, our weird globe staging area <laughs> i don't know what do we call it but there's one spot that needed a globe i found a black globe we also have room for expansion but for now the look seems complete okay good we'll let it be complete for a little while okay i mean i don't need more globes but they come to me all right and people keep going nice globes people don't say that to you at all <laughs> okay what did you find at thrift stores I uh, looked and looked and looked some more, and I get an A-plus for effort. I found one thing this week. What? Although it's something that I've actually been after for a very long time. I found the cassette tape soundtrack to The Lost Boys. Oh. Yeah, I was happy about that. I don't even have that on vinyl, so this is the first time I've had the soundtrack. Wow. Yeah. How do you feel about it? I like the soundtrack a lot. I... Definitely like the Echo and the Bunnyman cover of the Doors song. Do you feel like getting an 80s soundtrack on cassette tape is like its purest form? Yes, absolutely. It doesn't matter the quality. It's 
to pureness. I feel like uh, this goes very well because I'm a tape person in general. Mm -hmm. There are certain movies you have to watch on VHS. There are certain albums you should you should definitely listen to on cassette tape. Okay. Just like I think there are certain albums you should definitely listen to on vinyl. I'm very much about that. This is a quirk about me, but mm -hmm. I have strong feelings about it. Okay. There is when I, there is media that needs to be uh, consumed in a very specific consumed. way. Yeah. Ooh. So I found the Lost Boys soundtrack on cassette, and I feel like that and was you're the perfect way to find it. it. Yeah. However, if I found it on vinyl, I would. Definitely buy that. Are you ready to put on your costume, your big hair? Are you ready to put on your dance belt? <laughs> oh, I already have it on under my jeans. And wave your hands around, maybe drive a motorcycle out, and let's do some seductive dancing on this one. Pelvic thrust. Actually, if you're listening, don't stop pelvic thrusting until no. we're done. Yeah, that's a requirement for this episode. <laughs> okay. Start now. 1987 Dancer Die. This possibly could be i don't know i'd have to think about it this may be the deepest cut we've done yet so this would Deep really course. weed out the real listeners get rid of the riffraff <laughs> this will definitely be the loyalist club that listens to dance or die <laughs> you're testing and people you will be greatly rewarded although i feel like we need to because we have uh accents maybe um do we well it sounds like you're saying dance or die uh -huh. not dance or die. Oh, let me... Okay, let me clarify it. Do you want to watch dance or die? <laughs> no. Oh, I thought you said to say it with an accent. No. We have an accent. Oh, okay. To somebody. Well, it's called dance or die. It's kind of like super salad. Oh, yeah. But it's not super salad. It's soup or salad. Well, but they misspelled it. S-O-U-P-E-R. Oh, salad. Th this exclamation one... point. This one was not misspelled, but it has that at the end still. It has an exclamation point? Does it? I don't know. No, never mind. Question mark. <laughs> I, I just, I guess I assumed it should have had it. You got excited. It does have okay. some cool uh, blood font, though. Okay. Well, whatever. All right. The cover's super misleading, but it's amazing. It's this ballerina tiptoeing on a blade. There is no ballet. Yeah, there is. Well, There's the one chick with the ballet slippers, remember, at the very end? Yeah, that but we they, were like, they why don't... is she asking him how to tie them when she's the ballerina? Yeah, I don't All right, know. Well, let's not skip ahead. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> There's too many exciting things happening. The cover is very misleading. This is not a horror film. This is like a uh... thriller. Okay. Yeah. Were you... Action thriller. Thrill me. Oh, I was definitely thrilled. <laughs> Tom Atkins should have been in this for sure. So, Dancer Die, 1987. This is directed by Richard W. Munchkin. Okay. Okay. I got a few things to say. <laughs> okay. Here, here we go. Are you ready? <laughs> His last name is Munchkin. Yes. All right, ready? Number one, <laughs> the burning question of the night, how tall is he? <laughs> okay. That's exactly what I was thinking. Number two. Wait, do you have an answer? I do. Okay. Fun fact. One of the only fun facts I could dig up on this. Okay. That's not his real last name. He voluntarily <laughs> switched it. Legally. What? Wait, he he went through the legal process and paid uh, the fee that's his professional name is munchkin now so there you go okay 
Right. You know what but, you're in for, but folks. But wait, how tall is he? I don't know. I thought you said you did know. No, I just knew something else. <sighs> and that is that Munchkin is not his his <laughs> birth name. <laughs> oh my goodness. So this is his very first film, his debut film. I thought he did, you know what? Pretty good. Considering all things considered, I'm a fan. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he went on to do some real gems, uh, a lot of action films, Ring of Fire, mm-hmm. Out for Blood, Fists of Iron. Oh. Yeah. Play to your strengths, buddy. Fists. But uh, this was his very first outing. This was put out by City Lights. City Lights for uh, VHS collectors especially was a really kind of underground, obscure, very shortly lived distribution company. They only put out 15 films. Oh, and they were done? And then they were done. They had a falling out. The partners had a falling out. And two of the guys went on to form a much more successful, well, I'll use that in air quotes, uh, (laughs) PM films, which was, they did like a couple films we have. One's uh, Tracy Lord's film. All these really fun action Mm -hmm. from the 90s. But PM, really, before it was PM, was City Lights. So, uh, really, straight to video. This is shot on video. However, it's tricky because there are a few stock shots that are on film to kind of class it up a little. Oh, But don't don't be fooled. This is definitely a shot on video, Jim. Straight to VHS. So, it holds currently. We don't do ratings very often, but it does have a 3.3 out of 10 on IMDb. So Wow. Yeah, it's holding strong. Okay. And, um... Hey, before yeah. we get in, did did you ever take dance classes? No, definitely no. not. Did you? Yeah. But, like, when I was soups little, so... Oh, really? Yeah, like, tap dance. <laughs> oh, I'd like to see that. <laughs> but... Uh, Okay. You, you know, Richard, Richard W. Munchkin uh, had a degree in theater. Oh, I believe this. I believe it, too. I believe this fully. This film's weird to describe. I don't know... Um, I don't know how to describe it. It's very entertaining. It's got some really fun scenes, but it's also got this, like, the most unsexy, erotic type of film, you know? Oh, where it's like pre-Skinamax, you know? We'll get to that. Yeah, it's... I was trying to think of what I've seen that I could compare it to. And this is going to be even, an even deeper cut. The only people will get it is the people who listen to our friends at Bad Taste Podcast. But they just did Vampire Cop. Uh-huh. And it is very similar in the feel. It's mm-hmm. like really cheesy action and kills. But then mixed with the like most unsexy sex scenes it's, it's like got a very they don't want to be there yeah and it's very similar in the in the same time period too so it's okay. like this was just a happening maybe, maybe it was a trend I, it clearly was a trend but that's the only Let's thing i can kind of compare it to and unsexy. that's it's not helpful to really any listeners but i think so all right well because i was trying to think about how to even describe the intro although so, the the um title sequence is pretty awesome it's like hair metal and um the titles are cool well i wrote in my notes whoa dance posing (laughs) that's what's happening it's a lot of dance posing for a very long time and And they yeah they like run up to the camera and do their pose and then run off as though they're like saying goodbye to the crowd but it's also sort of like they're maybe gonna be in a weird off 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 broadway version of cats 
Some of them. I could see that. It's kind of like a tribal cat's. Like it's got uh, crazy big hair wigs with and like makeup and half half tiger stripe face. Right, and there's a guy hanging from a straight jacket. Yep. <laughs> who's getting taunted by these dancers around him? And woot! It all circles back. But for now, it makes no sense. This is okay. We will definitely put clips on Instagram this week oh, because yeah. there is no way to describe what we're watching. The magic is real, guys. It is real. I I don't I think you can I think it's on YouTube actually. That may be the only other place you can get it. Weird. I don't know if it's ever been put on DVD. We have Who the VHS would? copy of it, which is not easy to come by and it's not cheap, but if you can find a copy <laughs> It's not cheap. I strongly recommend it's $1, it. One thousand dollars because <laughs> no, it's not. But uh, with with the dance sequence, we also get, which is one of my favorite things in the world, a theme song. I oh, love, we do love when there's a theme song. And, and you made us blast the theme song right before we started oh, recording yeah, to, get to us pump pumped us up. up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dance or die. The theme song is amazing. <laughs> we had Alien Seed had a theme song. This. Doesn't even like dance or die, just slaughters it. Uh-huh. Are you ready? You're yeah. welcome, everybody. Here you go. okay that's just the opening that's literally like the first 40 seconds oh but that song it stuck in my head and when i woke up in the middle of the night i was kind of like humming it to myself it's very catchy yeah it's good all right all right now that we've got that clearly we're jazzed we'll we'll calm it down now let's get into the movie okay it it calms the the credits end you think you can take a break but (laughs) just take a deep breath because we're gonna dive in still going (laughs) so the phone rings and it's a, a voicemail uh like on an answering machine old school style and it's from somebody Kay, for jason and I go, is that Jason? Because there's a dude laying in his bed, sound asleep. And this woman is wishing him a happy birthday. So we've established <laughs> it's his birthday. And then we go to Jason, the man who was just asleep in his bed. He is now walking on his hands in the grass. <laughs> is he? I thought he was doing upside down push-ups like, uh, or, or like handstand push-ups. Kind of, but he also just does some hand walking. But it doesn't show his upper legs. Did you notice that? So maybe some... somebody's holding him? <laughs> I don't know. That dude was... He's... He looked pretty fit. He did, but... I really want to believe that somebody was holding him, like, leaning out of the camera <laughs> shot with just their fingertips. Like an intern on set? Yeah. <laughs> just hold Jason's legs. Although, he was pretty nimble, too. You remember that scene later in the movie when he hops up in a single leap onto the countertop in the yeah, kitchen? Whatever. Yeah, dude's what got a weird skills. dude. Yeah. So then he's hand-walking through the grass, and this guy who I genuinely thought was Donny Osmond... <laughs> yeah, but it he's, it's not. But he's a Donny Osmond doppelganger, doppelganger named Alan, and he comes up because remember it's Jason's birthday. 
He comes up while Jason is walking on his hands and hands him a large, it it looks like a framed picture, but we don't actually see what it is because it's wrapped. Okay, so after he gives him a big birthday present, we go to yet another dance sequence. The birthday present is a poster of ballet slippers. Is that what it is? Yes. Oh, okay. Because it was wrapped. <laughs> oh, is it? Are you fast forwarding because you saw it at the end? Oh, uh, well, I will say this is your first time watching this. Yes. I... You watched it a lot and you were real <laughs> smug about it. <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> was, was, yes. I you know. would like pre-laugh and look at me waiting for a reaction. As yeah. We and then when the scene happened, you knew why I was laughing because it's okay. Anyway, yes, th- that the poster wasn't just a useless piece of information. Nothing in this film is useless. No. This is really well thought out. Yes, it's artistry. <laughs> it is. And then we go to Jason. He's driving around in his white convertible, which yeah. you thought was ugly. And I thought I would love to wear it with a, or ride in that while wearing a big, huge, floppy black hat through yeah, Las Vegas. Yeah, I think this is a... I think it's a gender thing, because if I drove around in that... Oh, yeah. No. People would be like, what's that dude's problem? If you drove around it with your, you know, like, mod dress and big hat and cute and maybe look, everybody would be like, oh, yeah, that convertible's working for that girl. Yeah. I, yeah. Could, I could do that. Yeah. So I think that's why we had a difference in opinions on this convertible. Okay. So after he's cruised around Las Vegas, he's now in a dance studio where he is teaching. So he's a teacher. He's helping. He's actually a choreographer, and they're all rehearsing for a show. But it it seems like he's also a teacher because he talks about sharing classes with another teacher. Yeah. I. You know what, too, about this whole movie? It takes place in Vegas in the 80s. I, yeah. Vegas is a cool place to shoot films. I think it's kind of underrated. It looks awesome. Does like, it? Yeah, I, especially the night scenes with all the neon and stuff. It's really cool. It's very distinctive. and It is distinctive, but then you it comes with all the personality of Las Vegas and all of the stuff you add on to what you already know about Vegas. Yeah, but if, if you're telling a story like this, you know that one of the... Are, is this telling a story? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the description of this, like when you read about it... Mm-hmm. Is that, um, what's his name? What's the, Jason. (laughs) (laughs) How many times have you seen this? Well, I don't pay attention to names. I pay attention to scenes. Jason, all he wants in life is to not be addicted to drugs Mm -hmm. and choreograph something that rivals Flashdance. He done it. Okay, that wasn't me making that up. That's how this film is described. Oh, that's sad. Putting this in Vegas makes perfect sense. It does. So after he's at the dance studio, he needs to go get some groceries. Yes. Obviously, it's time. And there's a woman at the grocery store who is dressed to go straight clubbing, possibly just stripping. She is out to impress. She has a spray painted on dress. Like, it's very skin tight. Leaves very little to the imagination, but she's got a belt on, too, because maybe the dress would slip off. (laughs) Yeah. And we get the most bizarre scene where it goes on for a while, too. So long. I think it's 90% of the movie. Where he's, like, stalking her around the aisles, trying to, like, accidentally run into her. Peeking around. It's very playful, but Um. the most... um, disturbing part of this whole scene isn't how long it goes on or that he's stalking her it's that there's like 
17th century Baroque piano music playing, <laughs> like tickling the ivories while he's walking up and down the aisles. I don't get this. It's such a long and strange scene. And yet I love everything about this scene. Uh, so yeah, we watch him stalk her uh, along to some jaunty piano music. It's very playful. Her name's Diane. This is what we find out. Yeah, so finally he he tries to like accidentally run into her cart, but she's on to him and she like scoots around behind and watches him accidentally run into somebody else's cart and she's like pouting with her hand on her hip. I'm acting it out. Ah. And uh, he finally turns around and realizes he's busted. So then they can continue without pretense. Yeah, and he really moves in pretty easily, Mm -hmm. which um, on first watch would not make sense, but... You know, it all makes sense later on. Mm -hmm. And she's instantly into him. Uh, Like, she gets over the stocking, but I think maybe she suspects he's really good at walking on his hands, and that's why she gives him a chance. You can usually, you know, people have um, the ability to read certain qualities about Mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. Diane strikes me as that person. Mm. Like, she can just kind of scan a crowd and say, you, you probably walk really well on your hands. Mm Mm-hmm. In the grass. Yeah. We're going to date now. He goes home, uh, and it's the Donny Osmond doppelganger, we Uh, realize, is his roomie. So he and fake Donny Osmond are living together, and Donny Osmond is a drug dealer. Okay, it's not Donny Osmond, though. You can't keep saying His name's Alan, whatever. Okay, it's it's Alan Osmond. (laughs) <laughs> the other Osmond. No, that's the actual credit. Did you see it? Shut your face. It's not true. <laughs> Don't do that to me because I'll believe you. Okay. Well, anyway. Uh, so they live in a shared house, which is apparently a kitchen because like, that's the only space. You know, that's kind of what it's like, though, when you're living with a roommate. It's like... You have a common space? All life is a common space with roommates. Ugh. Do you remember roommates? Of course I remember roommates. That's a, a Dark different days. that's a, for a different day. Dark days, man. Don't bring us down with your roommate talk. No, your roommate talk is the best. I know, but we can't go there. Why can't we? Because we're talking about dance or die. Okay. So but someday, let's put a pin in it, and someday we've got to tell a roommate yeah. story from your life. It'll be a Patreon perk. <laughs> It'll be <laughs> EK stories from roommate the past. Stories. It'll just be my roommate story. I definitely could do like a year's worth. Okay, so um, Donny Osmond, Alan Osmond, is dealing drugs, and uh, Jason is upset about it because he, first of all, Wants to get in on the action, but he is clearly dealing with, uh, he, he's in recovery. This is kind of where we learn he's working through his addictions. Yes, and it's the 80s, so what drug do you think he's addicted to? Cocaine. Cocaine. Yes. Yeah. And he, Donny Osmond tells, or Alan Osmond tells Jason, <laughs> don't worry because I'm paying off the cops because Jason's worried that they're going to like get busted or something. I don't know. Jason really, really, really wants to try the cocaine. Um, he does. But he's, he's like holding it. himself back. It's a real struggle for him, and it's a very long scene. And strangely, Alan Osmond is supportive, and he's like, no, no, man, you're in recovery. Don't do drugs. Yeah. Okay, and this is when 
or Jason goes to his first AA meeting. Yes. And it's not even AA. It's maybe Narcotics Anonymous. But no, there's a- all of them are like alcoholics except for him. That's why yeah. I didn't get why he was even here. I don't know. They go around. Anyway, you know, we'll, we don't have to, to dwell on all this, but we do get... The, the sense that he's struggling really hard mm-hmm. with kicking his habit. And then we uh, meet his his sponsor. Yes. What's her name? Kay. Kay? Oh, the that's person, Kay? Yeah. Okay. Because I just, in my notes, it's the weird sponsor lady. Yeah. And we also keep in mind, we're like flashing to choreography occasionally. Basically, any break that we have, any deep breath any actor takes, it's a quick flash of choreography right yeah yeah i'll say it's kind of it's not like killer workout necessarily but it does have that kind of there's some vibe for sure well i mean they're when they're all in leotards pelvic thrusting at a mirror yes same year 87 didn't killer workout come in 87 why are you asking me why would i have made a mental note of that because we cover we spent an entire episode covering it yeah that stuff how many times have you seen killer workout 900 that's not that's not a lie (laughs) (laughs) okay so many all right well let's uh let's say that alan's not up to good you know he's been dealing drugs so jason is struggling with it all I must be doing something wrong. Everybody is like, life is wonderful, God is beautiful, and I feel like shit. What do you think? You get clean and sober and you never have another bad day? No, but when I came home, I found Alan with a pile of cocaine in front of him. And I wanted to grab a funnel, stick it up my nose, and vacuum the table. And then we're going to cut to one of the most amazing convoluted (sighs) scenes in the whole film. That keep in mind, I don't even know if we're out of how far along in this movie are we? It's like 10 minutes in. I feel like the bulk of our talking is going to be the first act for sure. Because yeah. it is packed. Jam packed. Jam packed. We are at a barbecue all of a sudden, mm-hmm. which is very unclear. But right before the barbecue, Alan Osmond goes to a psychic and invites oh, the yeah. psychic. <laughs> it's important because he comes back into the story. He invites a random psychic. To, I guess he's not random. Maybe he sells drugs? He's got a cool name. Did you catch his name? No. Oh. So he goes with a psychic and invites him to the barbecue. And then we're at the barbecue, and I guess it's at uh, Alan Osmond and Jason's house. Jason's nowhere to be found. I guess he's aerobicizing. He's doing, uh, yeah, he's, he's doing the choreography. Yeah, so he's off choreographing. No. Nope. Choreographing? Closer. Okay. Warmer. I feel like that's right. So, at the barbecue, I mean, yeah, there's there's only one thing we need to talk about here. There's a very large fish tank. The kind of 80s fish tank that's in your weird aunt's house. It's like got an oak base. Yes. It holds one billion gallons. Or one baby shark. And here's the thing. This is, you were teasing me about acting smug for watching this several yes. times. Now you know why. Because the first thing you did was looked at me and said, what's with the fish tank? Why do you bring a, f- a huge fish tank to a barbecue? And I said, oh, you'll see why in a second. <laughs> you were <laughs> very smug. while the barbecue is happening, we get this scene of people pulling up and loading their guns. Mm-hmm. It's, it's quite a long scene. So long. Loading their guns. And then they just walk into the party... And wow, this is 
walk into the party. It's in a backyard. Yeah, I just love everything about this scene. It's ridiculous. One of them looks like a militia man. They've got sunglasses on. They're totally 80s. And they just start shooting everybody. It's exactly what you would expect from a movie called Dance or Die. It's the best slow motion blasts. And one person at some point is eating her food. And I don't... Did she... continue eating after she's <laughs> No. So everybody's being shot around her, but she is has not gotten up to, like, run for her life, call the police. Instead, she is reclined in one of those 80s sunbathing chairs, still <laughs> eating her wings or whatever she's eating. I think she has, like, a hot dog or something, but you know what? In her defense, when you have a hot dog and it's dripping ketchup, you have to take that last bite. And imagine if just... How what a bummer this would be if you took the bite, the ketchup's mid-drip, and then everybody around you is being massacred. What would you do? I kind of, in her defense, would be like, well, I gotta take this bite real quick, then I'll assess the situation. Because if I set my hot dog down, it'll tip over, the toppings will fall off. It's just, it's a lose-lose. So she tries to take the bite and ends up getting shot as she's eating. Wait, maybe she was so afraid, she was like, this is it, this is the end. I'm paralyzed with fear, her life's flashing before her eyes, and she's like, what can I do with my last moment? I can eat my hot dog. She and does. she does. Yeah, it's a way to go. I mean, hey. And then she gets a gut shot and dies. She does. And then it flashes to, is this Alan that does the middle finger? Because this is my favorite. Yes! Maybe my favorite scene in the entire film. What is his shirt, too? He's got like a weird, like, get- oh, he has guests. Oh, does he? Yeah. He's got a sweater or something like that. Huge. He's cooking or barbecuing. Maybe. Everybody's being slaughtered around him and shot up. He hasn't made a run for it. He no, just he's standing there. there. And then it's this slow motion shot of him looking at them. Yeah. And then he just turns his hand and flips them off in slow motion. And yeah. then they just shoot him. To death. <laughs> yeah. You better believe we're going to post this one on Instagram. Because <laughs> I, the first time I saw this, the second time I saw it, and the third time I saw it, at least, teared up laughing. It was so funny. I don't know. It, I don't think it was supposed to be funny. I just, I think it was what? like Alan they... being Alan. Okay. They had done very little character development with Alan. So This may be okay. one of the coolest like kill scenes in cinematic history though. Probably. And then they also have to uh justify the existence of the fish tank, so they shoot it. They up. shoot it. And it's just filled with water. There are no fish. Yeah, there's none. You think you'd at least put like a fake fish in there or something. <laughs> Maybe they were anticipating fish. Like one shark or something like that. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. But I mean I'm glad. Alan's killed his entire barbecue is a bust. His fish tank's gone. It's just, oof, bummer, central. That woman didn't finish her hot dog. It's <sighs> over. And now Jason, we flash forward to Jason. He's being interviewed by the police, and there are bodies still just laying all around. So he, like, clearly came home from choreo- choreographing. And Yeah, I think that's it. I feel like it, it is. Yeah. I feel I'm going like to give is. that one to you. Okay. I don't want to ever say it again, though. Uh, So he comes back, he's being interviewed by the police, bodies laying around, and his mentor, Kay, arrives and invites him to stay. So Kay is the one that goes to him with The sponsor. Yeah, his sponsor at AA meetings. She'll play an important role. Yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) 
Oh, yeah. Jason, is this when he gets the call? Is this the first time he gets the call? There's a lot of calls in this movie that are the exact same call. Yeah, basically. I mean, he has a dream where he's in a dance sequence. Okay, yeah, we should probably mention that. What? Uh, on Do we need to? Yes, because I think this is one of those movies that with later viewings gets better and better. Okay. The first time I saw it, I was kind of like, I don't get any of this. Because it was just didn't make any sense at all. It was a hot mess. Second time, I'm like, okay. Oh, there's a plot. Third, fourth. I don't know how many times I've seen this now. I, I get it now. <laughs> I totally am following it. And the dance scenes are like his inner turmoil. They're like yeah. how he's dealing with his problems. Yeah. And so I do, I like that they flash for various reasons. <laughs> yeah. I'm really elevating deep, this to yeah. high art. But I do think it's a good device to tell the story of the, how he's feeling. Okay. And he's feeling unhappy he's about unhappy his friend being and the, murdered and his addiction? Yes. <laughs> So he wakes up from this dance sequence dream and screaming. Yes. And he's at his house and he gets his, or at a house. He might have might be at K's. No, he goes home after K's and he gets a call at his home and it's somebody saying you have something that belongs to me. And then he weirdly says been swimming lately and hangs up. Okay, I just the the call in this film. Uh, how many times do you need to call and say the exact same you have something that belongs to me you're not like menacing or any it's just nothing i'm like come up with something else to say when you pick up the phone or just be more specific yeah because he said been swimming lately and i was like okay so whatever they're looking for is in the pool (laughs) that's what i thought instead he should just say i have these files i need you to find them or i'm gonna kill you was he referring to the fish tank being shot no because there was a pool at the barbecue you're using the word pool lightly Okay. Was it like a hole? Like a jacuzzi? No. No, there was a jacuzzi next to a pool. Oh, really? Yeah, you see a flash of the pool. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Trust me. Glad we cleared that up. Then Diane from the grocery store that he was stocking shows up at the dance studio where yes. Jason is now. These dancers, by the way, they're all in. I. They give it. I really... Speaking of killer workout, it's like my only point of reference for something uh-huh. like this. Oh, yeah. The scenes where they like cut to them just straight up dancing. Pelvic It's kind of similar where they really gave it their all. And at one point, I kind of felt sad. Like, <laughs> you know, you know for a fact they thought this was their big break. Oh. Like, they've been dancing. They've been doing local theater. They've been doing whatever performances down the street. They've been asked to be in a feature length film. They're, they're finally, their star is going to be bright and shining. And Only if they dance hard enough. Yeah. It's, you know what? It, it's a brutal uh, kind of industry. Mm-hmm. You got to dance or die. You got to dance or die. You got to pelvic thrust or bust. You got to you gotta dance or die. <gasps> the sequence. What? Or the sequel, pelvic thrust or bust. No. Can we get the rights to it? <laughs> no, I'm like... <laughs> Like, we should pause actually, right now and talk about that. I'm dead serious. That actually sounds like the name of a porn. So, okay, what is it? Pelvic thrust or bust. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Never mind. Scratch that. Never although, mind. Although we should listen to the theme song one more time while we're at it. Dance. Dance 
Okay, I just wanted to put that in there. Okay, so Diane's at the studio, and she comes up and very sassy and sexy lets mm-hmm. Jason know he's having dinner with her. Uh, we cut to, after she's left, a bad guy jumps Jason as he's <laughs> grabbing a Pepsi. This is great. No. <laughs> he's at the dance he's studio. At, he's at the vending machine, and this goon walks in. They immediately, it's like, they're fighting. And I love, because he is actually a choreographer, that the fight scene is so obviously choreographed. They're like really careful about, okay, you step here, I twist here. And there is a dance mat that they're fighting on so that they can throw each other and not hurt each other. This is a really good scene. Okay. I just, I don't know. This this film has so much going for it. And... The goon says, you know, you have something, I'll be back. But he, again, is not specific. What are you looking for? Are you looking for drugs? Are you looking for files? Are you looking for something different? Also, take a hint. Jason's not getting it. Like He doesn't know what's going on. He needs a little help. To to reference a a previous episode, he's like Deathstalker. He's just not putting it together. No. He needs constant reminding. No. Okay. Yeah. We need to just... We probably should get to a date. Let's cool it down now. Let's cool or it. Or heat it up. Is it? No. It's okay. not. It's the least hot scene ever. This is really awkward in so, all the right ways. He goes to dinner at <laughs> Diane's where, and she offers him wine and he's like, no, no, no. No wine. Oh, he's immediately a buzzkill. He's like, yep, don't do that. I don't want to do that. That's not a buzzkill. He's a recovering addict. Right, but she's trying to drink wine. He's literally killing her buzz. Huh. Well, she's allowed to drink. He's just like, no, thank you. And she does. She's like, well, whatever. Suit yourself, kid. And then she's going to sex it up. And it is clear that these two actors in oh. real life, we're going to flash out to, to real life now, are they're very unclear about if they're allowed to actually kiss or touch or anything. Mm-hmm. Because we get what's supposed to be... This is where it comes back to the vampire <laughs> cop thing. Oh. It's like, it's supposed to be... A seductive, sexy scene. It's so uncomfortable. It's just weird to watch. It's so uncomfortable. My favorite shot, which we will not post on Instagram, (laughs) is when one of her breasts goes, like, just kind of travels by his face. And he kind of tries to get at it, but isn't clear if he should be allowed to... It's a closed mouth kiss that you would give your grandmother. But on, like, the side, it's very safe. It's like... (laughs) It's, it's so. <laughs> it was so creepy. It's so funny. It made me feel gross. And that's I... basically the whole sex scene is like that. It's like <sighs> them. It's like when you're in junior high and you say, "Do you want to dance?" And then you hold each other by the shoulders, but you're you've got clearly like two feet between you. You gotta do the junior high dance, but as a sex scene, it's kind of like that. It was so uncomfortable. Is this also where we get the flashes into his mind during the sex scene of two dancers making out or like doing a? Sexy scene on a motorcycle? Maybe. At some point that happens. Because there's a lot of saxophone. Saxophone. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Is that like... If we do merchandise for Mm -hmm. Laser Graves, should we just have a shirt that says saxophone? Or sexual. Oh, sexual healing. That's what it was. Teen Witch episode. Yeah. Sexual healing. Yes. There's definitely some sexual healing going on in this scene. I don't know if it's healing, but it's sexual for sure. 
it's pretty interesting this dance <laughs> scene yeah i gave it a lot of thought i was like wait it's interesting Girl. yeah no it is like i admire art in all forms are you but... a scientist <laughs> no not like i was doing a survey on it i was just <laughs> it's just it was an interesting choice i you don't see many dance scenes with a motorcycle oh okay this whole like uh, sexual escapade goes on early morning we get one very crucial scene oh yeah diane wakes up and is very sneaky makes an impression she makes an impression of his house key oh is that what she was doing yeah she's got the little like uh, putty stuff i didn't know what was going on pushes it in okay and so i don't know why she needs his house key we'll find out later Mm -hmm. and then he gets another phone call. He okay. He has a very creepy postcoital phone call with a sponsor, oh, and she yeah. she's like, "You're a slut," and he's like, "Ha ha ha." <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. She's creepy in general. And then we get another phone call. This it, is it's a, like a call waiting. It's like a threatening phone call. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna sample it. Here you go. Hello, Jason. Yes. You have something that belongs to me. If I don't get it back, I'll hurt you real bad. Okay, well, let's just say I'm going to hurt you real bad isn't very threatening. This (laughs) is kind of the theme of the whole movie. But it scared Jason enough that he goes home and is frantically looking for coke. Yes. He can't find it. This is the longest scene ever filmed in history. So thorough. I, okay, I kind of appreciate it for one. On on one hand, I hate when people are like, oh, where's something I'm looking for in a movie? And the very first place they look, they're like, ah, here it is. Yeah. On the other hand, this kind of is overkill. With He looks in like 400 spots. He's like looking behind the range hood of his um, oven. He's looking in his own bedroom for something. Why would he not... Why would somebody stash it in his bedroom? But second, maybe because he, he picks up for it. His alarm clock is on his <laughs> desk, so the only thing you could possibly fit under the alarm clock on your desk is a piece of paper. Maybe he's looking for bags of cocaine <laughs> and picks up his alarm clock. That's the scene. He feels like under the like lip of the cabinets and stuff like that like there's gonna be a baggie of cocaine just dangling there (laughs) the best part is he doesn't find anything we're just we have to sit through this scene then the um psychic decides this is a cool time to pop on by for a visit yes and he's he's telling the psychic he needs to find this and the psychic goes into the fridge pulls out a, a bottle of coke and he's like, here it is. Here's and, the Coke. And Jason's like, ugh, quit messing around, boo. And then this, he doesn't say any of that, but that's the gist. It's implied. Yeah. And the psychic goes to the sink and pours out the Coke, and inside the Coke is Coke. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool. Totally meta. And I definitely have to mention, he has a really bitchin' Twilight Zone uh sweater on did you see that no i didn't even notice it's really cool yeah he finds the coke and then the guy who we think is jason this is a little red herring for a brief second is it yes oh okay the thugs are are like stalking him they're waiting out front of the house yeah they're like casing the scene 
And some dude who we think is Jason is on a motorcycle, a dirt bike. Dirt bike. And busts out into the desert scene because this is Vegas. There's this long chase scene, which Super is... Super long. Really ridiculous. While, uh, like, some jazz, like some Vegas jazz plays. <laughs> What's Vegas jazz? And then the biker... Oh, well, it's something. Okay. It's a subgenre. I, I, you might not get it. I don't think I would. Okay. Well, there, there's a scene, then the biker hits a car. A car blows up at, at one point. This is very, this makes no sense. Any movie you have, you have to have at least one car explode. And then, or if it's the junk man, you need to have like 500 cars explode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this guy walks up to the biker after he's fallen off and shoots him in the head and kills him. It's not Jason. It was the psychic. Oh, he didn't see it coming. Didn't even see it coming. Even though in the previous scene, the psychic is... Talk about smug. He's like, "Eh, you're expecting a call. From your mother. And then the phone rings. (laughs) That's great. So he was psychic about phone calls, but not his own death. Jason's flipping out and decides to give the coke to the police. The police and the detectives are like, what's your problem, dude? There's 50 grand in coke. What is with that detective this is very much a las vegas detective in my he's like, mind why wouldn't you sell the coke and he's immediately suspicious of jason <laughs> for calling the police to report a crap load of coke yeah. instead of trying to sell it and then he goes to get diane and he's like you know what we just need to go on a date i'm having a rough time mm-hmm. and his date is to take her to another aa meeting yeah <laughs> well, nothing sexier than that well they've had sex so now they gotta go to the next level and explore his addiction and then they go home afterwards mm-hmm. and decide boy that was sexy let's have another um romp. Yeah. and then she confesses look after you confessed everything at that aa meeting i'm really inspired i need to come clean and oh here's a shift here's a shocker of a movie twist <gasps> she's a cop what She's working, working That's on the street. That's why she made the key impression. And he pretends to be super mad. Mm-hmm. Realizes, though, that she's like a hot babe that he's you know, getting laid. Yeah. And she calls him on his shit. I love this scene. Yeah, it's pretty she's straightforward. Like, you just talk about, you know, all this pride in being honest. And I'm being honest with you and you're going to be mad at me. And he's like, hey, you're right. <laughs> I'm wrong. <laughs> also, at the AA meeting, um, Diane met Kay, his sponsor. It was so weird because this is where we kind of go, oh, the sponsor, who is significantly older than him, has a thing for him. Because she weirdly and, and like, le- yeah, she's gives like him a lingering him. hug in yeah. front of Diane. It's weird. It is. And then we get another threat call. But finally, they give... A little bit of information. They're yes. like, hey, we've tried several times to say we're just threatening you. Mm-hmm. We're looking for files. Can you maybe find those instead? Yeah, and that's he's like, helpful. I don't have any files. What about the Coke and the Coke? <laughs> yeah. What, what's that? So they're looking for files. Do we ever find out what's on those files? We do. Yeah, that's oh. the ending. But Jason then goes to his sponsor's <laughs> house and it's like... I think it's supposed to be the day after the the AA meeting, but she, or the couple days, but she's got know. the same outfit on, that striped shirt. Yeah. And then he, this scene was so out of place. So bizarre. So he's like hanging out, sleeping with Diane, right? They've got, got a, a relationship. And he decides to hit on his sponsor. And she's like, yeah. don't give me that look. I know what you're thinking. And he's like, <laughs> what? 
Why? And he just wants to get laid. And then she says, because I'm 42. Okay. Yes, I will say she's 42. But then he responds with, but I'm 26. Nope, buddy. (laughs) There's a definite no going on there. 26 plus how many years? Maybe another 20. (laughs) Not happening. It's not happening at all. But she shuts him down. He's like, yeah, you're right. Mm Mm-hmm. That he worked, he worked through his issues. Yeah, he rages on her a little bit for denying him. He throws like a baby temper tantrum, which was bizarre. It's really, really weird. And then we go back to <laughs> this is another thing I really love about this movie. Remember the incredibly long scene where he's searching for things. Uh huh. He's like, okay, they're looking for something else now. Files, mm-hmm. files, gotta find. Where it. would you look? The first thing he does is opens the fridge. Mm-hmm. And it is the longest scene ever of him pulling out every single item one at a time. The mustard, the ketchup, (laughs) the pickles, the mayonnaise. It goes on forever. Then he pulls out the like racks. It goes, it's so long. And then you know what? He doesn't find anything again. Why do we have to be subjected to this? I don't know. I believe it. I believe it all. You can't find the files, bud. You can't find anything, bud. It's He's okay. Very thorough, but we don't get anything. And then at, we find out he's looking for a guy named Turtle. Turtle. This is the development, right? Did you automatically think of Master of Disguise? Turtle, Turtle. No, no I haven't thought of that oh. movie in a long time. <laughs> turtle is a drug dealer. Some guy at the AA meeting is like, I think I know who you're looking for, this guy named Turtle. I'll help you find him. This is a plot. Yeah. And Jason's really shook up about it. So he goes back to Kay's house, the mm-hmm. uh, the AA sponsor, and they start making out. Yeah, she's ready now. And she's like, like okay, she I, turned I gave it down. some thought. I've got nothing else going on. Let's throw it down. I will make out with this 26-year-old. I think you'll give me some really awkward, awkward sex scenes. Let's go. Well, we definitely get, like, the token uh, flash scene. (sighs) She gets her moment, and then he, like, I think in the mirror or as he's looking around. Yeah, it's on the back of her shoulder. He sees a very ugly tattoo that's hard to see. You didn't get what it was. I did Because I've seen this a few times. I was like, let me tell you what it is. It's a turtle. And, boy, he does not take this well. He flips out on her and he's it's like really a lot. I don't have your files I don't have your drugs and he runs out and she's completely confused I mean that would be actually the most awesome story to tell yeah <laughs> like, so he was hooking up with this guy and turtles on my shoulder and he screamed and ran away so then after that after the turtle this is where the guy from the A. AA meeting comes up and says, I found Turtle. Here's his address. Yeah. And then he goes to him and it's this guy in a high rise something. And he's like, dude, I don't even know who you are. You have nothing to offer me. Mm -hmm. And Jason's like really upset about all this. So then uh, Jason's just confused. Everything (laughs) in his life is confusing. Yeah. He's pulling a death stalker again. His girlfriend is a detective. She's, Kind of MIA for the last few scenes. We don't know why. His sponsor might be a drug lord. And maybe there's a different drug lord on the hunt for him. We don't know. Well, he's going to he's gonna get to the bottom of this. Because he goes to have a confrontation. And he goes to Kay's house. And he knocks on the door. Mm-hmm. And he says, look. Actually, let's just play a clip. 
Why is there a turtle on your back? It's a tattoo. Why a turtle? I like turtles. I don't believe in coincidence anymore. I've had it since I was 15. But why a turtle? If you want to talk to me, you brought the wrong attitude. I want to know. I like turtles. That's not good enough. Then go fuck yourself. <laughs> okay. Okay. This may be one of the my favorite spots in the whole film too. It's the the interaction. It's awkward. It's so great. But I love that it's like why a turtle and she's like cuz I like turtles. <laughs> Who doesn't like turtles? What's wrong with you? Yeah, that's not good enough. Yeah, that's it. So then he goes, hooks up with uh, Diane again. Yeah, and then we go to the day of the show. It's time for the show. Which, keep in mind, yeah, he's been choreographing a big show the whole time. Also, it's been very unclear that he is a choreographer and that there is a show. But today it is. It is the day of the show. This is the big thing. And he's there. He walks in. Here's where we get. This is an important scene. There's a ballerina. (laughs) Doing her slippers. She's and like she's lacing like, them. Hey, Jason, how does this look? This really bothered me. Yeah. That's like a guy who plays saxophone walking by a drummer and the drummer going, how does this beat sound? Like, why? Why does he have any say in the way she laces her slippers at all? Or a person tying their shoes, calling out to another person who has at one point in their life worn shoes going, what do you think? This would be, if I was to rate this at the end of this episode, this would be one of the notches against it. Oh. Is I was annoyed that uh, she needed his permission or his acceptance of her slipper. Maybe she's just really an insecure person. And she, I mean, we don't know what's going <laughs> on in her life. She's a person, so that's oh. like not a stretch. She just needs lots of positive reinforcement. She needs a lot of attention and Whomever positive reinforcement. Whomever this person is. So he looks at her slippers, though, and he's like, bingo, I got it. And he calls Diane. Yep. And he says, you need to go to the poster that oh, Alan yeah. had given me of the ballet slippers. This is the poster that Alan Druggy, uh, Alan Osmond, had given to him while he was hand walking on his birthday. Yeah, so she pulls the poster off the wall, and on the back are the files. They oh. were taped on the back. And this is where in the film, I, I'll be completely honest, it's got an amazing first act. It's just like jam-packed with action and gunshots and dancing and music. The second act is all story and it really drags. Every time I've watched this, I'm like, maybe I'm too hard on it. The second act is is a bit boring. And then we come back really, really strong in the final Bookend part. It. And this is where we're at. The files have been found. Dance sequence starts happening back it and forth. It is time to dance. So this is the show. We, and the, these are the dance this is sequences. it this is the moment we've been waiting for the dance scene that's happening are dancers like um thrusting and just doing whatever they're doing while being shot they're simulating being shot they're not actually being shot but diane and jason are on the run so jason poor guy he's missing the show that he spent so much time 
Yes, on. because Diane brings the files to the dance performance. Yeah. And the goons are it like... It couldn't wait 25 oh, no. minutes. Those are my files. I'm going to get them. And starts hunting her down and shooting at her. This is where we also realize that uh, Diane's a cop. She has a pretty sweet move on one guy no, coming No, she up the told stairs. him. No, I'm just saying, like, I'm oh, reminded of it. Oh, this is where it. she shows her Because she's, like, pulling some pretty cool kicks and stuff like yeah. that. And then the best part is there's a goon with sunglasses on in an elevator just standing there. Oh, yeah. And then the elevator opens. I don't know where she got a shotgun from, but she blasts the guy. <laughs> she took it off of the guy that she kicked. <laughs> oh, that where she got it. Yeah, she does a weird, like, sideways kick. She's really cool. Gun. Like yeah. She steps it up. She's, like, a badass in this. But the whole time, all these gunshots and, like, blood is flying, it flashes back to the dancers being simulated to be shot the yes. whole time. It's very entertaining. It's, it's like the... The choreography he envisioned in his dream nightmares has come to reality. Yes, and the soundtrack must be metal guitar. It's like hair metal yes. wailing the whole time. It's crazy. Does this technically qualify in my category of metal horror? No. 100% no. Okay, I was really going to put it in there. No, no, no. I was going to slide it between like blood tracks and no, Rocktober blood. because you have to think of... No. Okay. You have to consider the full scope of this film. I'm loosey-goosey with it, honestly. I'm kind of like when we lived in Wyoming, and if somebody, like, stayed the night in Wyoming, everybody in Wyoming was like, yeah, they're definitely from Wyoming. I'm kind of like that with metal horror. Like, if it's got a guitar riff, I'm like, is this metal horror? No, it's not. Okay. Zero percent. All right, I'll take it. Oh, so this is when uh, I have in my notes, you fall asleep. I didn't fall asleep. I glassed over. You fell asleep at the highest point ever, and I said, you're falling asleep at the, like, best part of the whole film. You got really upset and said, it's called blinking. You do it, like, four million times a day. (laughs) (laughs) And then you woke up, and you were totally back in, and I bet you anything, if you look at your notes... They come back and make sense right now. Uh, no, I wrote, Diane is shot. The guy from earlier really does want the files. Oh, so the guy, the turtle guy from the off pretend office place. Yes. Does actually want the files. And he reveals uh, that his uh, sister wanted people to leave Jason alone. Who's his sister? He's the brother of Kay? Really? Yeah. She wanted him protected, Jason, because she's got a thing for him. Oh. But it's the turtle family, like Tortelli or whatever. That's it. Okay. The, really? I just, How many times have you watched I'm this? always just so <laughs> elated by the ending that I'm not paying attention. I'm just having fun laughing because people are being shot and like falling over and twisting and turning. Although I do love that it is ultimately the guy who he called out and said, you're the guy. And he's like, I'm not the guy. And then at the very end, he's like, okay, I am the guy. (laughs) And then it goes to a scene of the dancers pretending to die. And there's the cop. Like, Jason's really upset when the cop's standing there. Mm -hmm. And he says, I don't even know who the good guys are anymore. And the cop says, there aren't any. Nah. Deep. It's pretty bleak. So... You'd think that's the end of the film. Okay. But it's not. And it's because we failed to mention something from previously in the film that apparently plays a role. We didn't think it did. Mm-mm. 
But there is a scene where Kay, his sponsor, uh, they're driving, like cruising down the strip. And she decides to tell a really funny story that's okay. not really funny. No. And it's about like um, some guys in Alaska and he's walking and the ground gives way and he's about to fall off a cliff. I, this, just, this is the dumbest story ever. That's and he's why. hanging for his dear life. And he looks up to God and says, if you save me, I'll change my ways. Just give me a sign. And then he's saved, but he's saved by an Eskimo, not by God. And the moral of the story is that the Eskimo saved him. Well, the the point of the story was uh, obviously it's AA based and AA is a Christian affiliated organization. So what Kay was saying was that God had sent help in the form of an Eskimo, but the dying man or the man at the edge of death didn't even recognize that God had sent help, and he thought it was just an Eskimo, so the end, he doesn't have to change his ways. Okay. So So, Jason heard this story, took it in. With that in mind, we're now at the end of the film where he's wandering around the Las Vegas Strip. And he cannot deal with what just happened. No. Well, I mean, you know, and in his defense, that it was pretty rough. Okay. And he just wants a little bump, a little bit of coke to get through the day. And he's wandering and he runs into this guy who is like, hey, do I know who you are? Finds out that he's from AA also. And the guy's like, man, I'm having a rough day. Mm-hmm. Let's go get a drink. And Jason then becomes like the moral police of the world and says... You can't. You got to get through one more night. I think that's the point of AA, though, is to encourage each other. Right. Except he's saying this as he's waiting for his drug dealer to come give him cocaine. Oh, there's that. There's that awkward thing. Yeah. And as he's waiting, the drug dealer comes. There he is. And the, the other drugs. guy is standing there witnessing the whole thing and is like, uh, what the hell, dude? And he interferes. Yes. And then Jason asks his name. And he says whatever his name is. I don't remember. And then he tells his origin. Uh, and the guy says he's an Eskimo. Yeah. <laughs> and Jason's like, wait, what? And then it actually pauses on the what face <laughs> and goes to credits. So that's that. That is Dance or Die. Dance or Die. Thoughts. That's what your first time watch. Uh, I, uh, I feel like I had my hands over my mouth. You were laughing at me because I was in shock for the first act. Yeah. When it first started, you looked at me confused and said, what the hell? Because uh, it was the dance sequence. As I it didn't. Was hip- yeah. And then you spent the next probably 10 minutes with your hand over your mouth laughing. Yeah. That's how this film starts. It's bonkers. Takes a little bit of a dip, but it definitely finishes strong. The whole shootout at the end is worth its weight in gold. I love this film. I feel like they really wanted there to be a good plot. Yeah, they really crammed it all in there. They tried real hard. And also, Jason's super thorough at looking for stuff. He's very good. He definitely gets an award for this film. First time film from this mm-hmm. director. Hey, <laughs> thumbs up. Two thumbs oh, yeah. up. You get the laser grave seal of approval, yeah. buddy. Yeah, this was good. All right. Well, I am very, very happy you finally. How many times have I snuck Dance or Die into the pile of selections for the week? 
So many. So many. There's also one with a cat that you keep shoving in there. Oh, uninvited. Yeah. We should do that next week. Uh, no, no, no. No, we're not going to do Golden Child next week. Golden Child. You're giving me the look. Golden Child. Okay. We'll see. It's either Golden Child or Uninvited. Or or something else entirely. <laughs> yeah, because two seconds from now we're going to be like, you know what we should do next week? Yeah. All right. Well, if you liked what you heard, uh, please rate, review, subscribe. Tell thanks. a friend. That really, really, really super helps us. So yeah, please and do. thanks for everybody who is supporting us. Mm-hmm. Thanks to those of you who are like, ooh, Dance or Die this week? Definitely downloading that one. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to follow us, we're on Instagram at Lasergraves. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. And I am on Instagram at death at 33 RPM. I'm at Mariah Rose Wimmer. And that's it. And to send you out, you better believe we're going to be playing this. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) But it doesn't stop.